0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. I am your host, Elliot, and join with me in the virtual studio, we have Doug and Tiff. Hello. Hello. We also have Damien's on the ones and twos. Hello. And in this week's show, it's going to be a bit of a news roundup in the news. Some recent information that's come out, uh, As it happens, a lot of that information is about vaccines. Uh, (laughs) First of all, uh, interesting interesting article published two days ago on CNN Health. CNN Health is not really our main source of information. It's not one of our go-to sources (laughs) of information, but sometimes it's good to look at what they say and Mm -hmm. pick it apart and uh and try to analyze it and so this week's uh article is titled u.s states that had some of the worst covid19 case rates in the past week also reported the highest rates of new vaccinations well who'd have thought it what a surprise make any sense does it (laughs) makes no sense whatsoever considering that the intention of the vaccine is to prevent covid cases or ideally it's to prevent the um the severity of the infection if people get covid um but it turns out that some recent data uh coming from different states has demonstrated otherwise so in tennessee for instance um, this was rated as having the sixth best rate of new vaccinations per capita in the U.S. over the past week. At the same time, the state's hospitals are apparently under increasing strain from highly from the highly contagious Delta variant. Hmm. Uh, we've got a, a quote here: many hospitals are experiencing capacity constraints, unlike we have seen during the pandemic. So they're saying we don't. We got to really take it with a, a grain of salt. Right. We've got to take it with a pinch of salt um, because a lot of this is fear mongering. Um, But let's assume that some of what these doctors or health professionals are saying is true. Um, They are explaining many hospitals are experiencing capacity constraints, unlike we have seen during the pandemic. So seemingly certain health professionals are under the impression that it's worse than it previously has been over the past 16 months. Now, it turns out that uh, roughly 42.1% of the residents in this state are fully vaccinated. Um, And as it just said here, that over the past, over recent weeks, um, it's had one of the highest rates of vaccination. Is it a coincidence? Mm, We can move on. So in Alabama, (laughs) um, it says, which, so uh, uh, Alabama, had the second worst case rate in the entire of the U S uh, they reported the highest number of new COVID-19 cases per capita in the country in the past week. Okay. So that was the week of like 26th of August. I think it was um, where are we? Yeah. So I th- can't find it where it is in the text but it was saying that Alabama has also been one of the states which has um, had an uptick in vaccination rates and have been doing their best to increase vaccination per capita. Um, So we've got two states uh, here demonstrating that uh, as the vaccination rate increases, we see that COVID-19 or Delta variant COVID-19 Uh, hospitalizations hospitalizations also increase. Uh, Very interesting. Um, It says uh, there's a couple of other states this is happening in as well. Other states that are reporting some of the country's worst case rates, but high numbers of new vaccinations include Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, and South Carolina. So it seems as though there is a little bit of a trend. Now how to make sense of that? Well, Uh, CNN would like to have us believe that it's very important that we all get vaccinated because the Delta variant is very contagious and very deadly. And um, and the only way to protect against that is going to be through vaccination. Now, ironically, further on down in that very same article, there's a headline titled Fauci says three vaccination doses are likely needed for full protection. So... (laughs) It seems as though the people who have had their two doses of vaccines or have had their one dose of vaccine are um, are not necessarily being protected against the virus. Uh, we now need three, three doses of the vaccine to be protected. But at the same time, there seems to be a little bit of a strange correlation between vaccination rate and hospitalizations or case rates. Um, does this mean that the vaccine could potentially be causing variants or causing people to get the virus or spreading the virus is that at all possible i mean to someone who was let's say uneducated or for anyone with any common sense to look at that headline you would probably make a correlation and say well okay uh, if you've got this and then you've got this then it might mean that the vaccine is making people more likely to get the infection is it or not what do you guys think i mean
1: that certainly cnn and uh, other mainstream publications, the mainstream media in general, would probably spin it that the people are aware of the fact that the Delta variant is really bad and it's ripping uh, ripping their state apart. So they are, as a result, going to get vaccinations in more higher numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, we did a show a couple of weeks ago that was presenting evidence that maybe the reason for these variants is having what are termed leaky vaccines uh the idea that the vaccine does not completely eradicate the uh the virus and therefore the virus is more able to mutate and then escape the host and spread um in a nutshell so yeah i uh i would tend to think that the correlation that is implied here may actually be happening
2: or alternately one could say well, the vaccines are just making people sick and they're so sick, they go to the hospital and they call it COVID. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the vaccines do certainly make some people sick and they do certainly reduce the immunity. Um, yeah. uh, the innate immune system, which is responsible for fighting viral bacteria and infections, is what some of these people are getting is it that i mean we've spoken about many times how this idea of testing for covid is inherently problematic right Mm -hmm. you get positive tests you get negative tests there's you know pieces of fruit which are testing positive there's (laughs) goats inanimate objects which are (laughs) testing positive you know Mm -hmm. like bottles of coke for instance i mean so really relying on a pcr test especially with the rate at which they have to cycle it to get a positive, yeah. it's really pretty irrelevant. So it's entirely possible that uh, some of these people or even a large portion of these people could be presenting with a syndrome which is actually a reaction to a vaccine. That's one possibility. Mm-hmm. They could be activating or maybe stirring up some other kind of underlying bacterial, protozoal, viral infection that is already mm-hmm. there. But it's been latent, and that because they've got an immune system depression, they're presenting with some kind of a systemic illness, they might test positive on a PCR, and therefore they're classed as a COVID case. That is also another distinct possibility. And these all, all these things are not mutually exclusive, Mm -hmm. right? They can all coexist. And then the third possibility is that it is in some way triggering uh, uh, a COVID infection. And in fact, it is spurring on the development of some kind of variant because of this leakiness, the way that, like we described in the show before, Mm -hmm. that actually what it's doing is it's harboring a much more virulent, but even much more potentially deadly uh, viral infection than it ordinarily would be. So we've got all these three possibilities. And I think that the likelihood is, is that all of these numbers that are classed as COVID cases, well, you're probably going to get a mixture of all those possibilities in one. And then you'll probably also get some healthy people mm-hmm. who've just gone in, you know, with a broken leg or something, tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's classed as a case as well. So we don't actually know. Mm-hmm. However, well, sorry, go ahead, Tiff.
2: It seems like in all three of those possibilities, the answer is all, always a booster shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for your broken leg.
2: Yeah. Well, and I better get that guy a booster soon, shot. You know, you're going to have to have a COVID vaccine every six months or every year. Like they're trying to make it with the flu vaccine, but the flu is still around. So I don't understand why people don't make the connection. All the yearly flu vaccines people have been getting over the years. The flu is still here. So uh, one can just make that leap and say that COVID will always be here also.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But one of the ways that they're spinning it, and you'll see this in some of the articles, and this is, I think, uh, maybe the perception among people who do choose to get the vaccine, the flu vaccine every year, mm. is that it could be worse, mm. right? That's, that's the saying, it could be worse. Now, <sighs> honestly, this has amazed me to see some of the articles that have been out over the past couple of weeks. For instance, headline, man gets a vaccine, dies of COVID two days later. <laughs> Doctors quoted as saying, "Well, if he didn't get the vaccine, it could have been worse." <laughs> right? Sixteen-year-old girl subject. gets vaccine. Listen, sixteen-year-old girl gets vaccine. Next day is hospitalised, severe respiratory illness uh, in the ICU. Doctors say, "Well, it could have been worse if she didn't get the vaccine." <laughs> That—that's—that's that's the way that people are playing it, right? So yeah. I think that even if you know, like like you said, dip in relation to the in, in the flu vaccine, I think that the way that a lot of these people have been brainwashed to see it as is that it could be much worse. Well, mm. I'm not sure how much worse death could be uh, or what what could be much worse than dying. But who knows? Uh, maybe it's a slow and painful death. That maybe well, even what if they you're not
2: talking about death, people will say, oh, I got the flu. Uh, I got the injection or the shot first, but, you know, I got the flu. But it could have been worse. How yeah. can you even know that? How yeah. can you say what could have been? But I think that's the whole way that, I don't know, maybe if you look at it, the, the whole COVID thing, like on a, a timeline, okay, first, the vaccine was supposed to prevent you from getting COVID, then that kind of wasn't working out. So they said, well, the vaccine uh, is going to prevent you from becoming very ill. Well, they moved the goalposts a little farther. Well, the vaccine is supposed to keep you out of the hospital. Well, no, <laughs> okay, well, the vaccine is going to keep you from dying, but now we have the could-be-worse when people are dying. Like, <laughs> what else can they say? You could have hmm, died a twice. lot faster. Died unless, twice. They're yeah. saying
1: now that you need a vaccine to go shopping or... On plane. Mm. You'll need a ride.
2: vaccine to get into heaven.
1: Yeah, that's true. Everybody knows <laughs> that.
2: After you die, that'll be the next iteration of the yeah. COVID vaccine. It'll keep you from going to hell.
1: Yeah, well, it's a good thing that that guy who died, then then I guess it could have been worse, because he could have died and gone to hell. But now he's in heaven, because yeah. he got
0: vaccinated. <laughs> now so now he's in heaven, worse. right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, we solved it. There yeah,
0: it's start. It's the pieces of the puzzle are starting to fit together, finally. <laughs> um, anyway, so on this topic, so we got this concerning statistic or this concerning trend that we've seen in these countries. High rate of vaccination, all of a sudden, potentially worse worst COVID outcomes. Now... Is this just a coincidence or is there data to substantiate this? Well, I mean, if you have listened to any of our other shows, then I think that you will be familiar with the opposing side of the the argument, which would say that the vaccines are likely going to be involved. Um, And what we see is another study which was reported, uh, this was late August, Uh, And it was reported on The Defender, Children's Health Defense, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And um, it was written by a doctor called Peter A. McCulloch. Now, he wrote an article for The Defender, and it's titled, Study Fully Vaccinated Healthcare Workers Carry 251 Times Viral Load Post-Threat to Unvaccinated Patients and Coworkers. So, what they're talking about is a preprint paper um, by Oxford University Clinical Research Group, um, and it's published in the Lancet. And at first analysis of this data, um, they basically looked at the study, and the study found that, as I already said, vaccinated individuals carried 251 times the load of COVID 19 virus. In their nostrils compared to the unvaccinated. Um, now, this was a study done in a hospital of hospital workers, and it was using the Oxford slash AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. Now, what they did, I'm not sure the exact study design, but uh, I'm pretty sure that what, we, what they were doing was they were measuring um, Healthcare workers, like who were unable to to leave a hospital, I think it was a hospital in Vietnam, mm. uh, during a lockdown, and so they're looking at the healthcare workers, like basically stuck in the hospital for two weeks. Um, and what they showed was that uh, fully vaccinated workers, after two months of having the vaccine, um, acquired, carried, and presumably transmitted. The Delta variant to their vaccinated colleague, to their vac- Sorry, is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah to to their to their vaccinated colleagues. Basically, what what they were doing, what they 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 assessed the type of virus, and it would it the data that they uh, I don't know how they worked this out, but presumably the data that they found was showing that. Um, the va- the the virus that they were harboring was likely uh, it was likely like a, a variant. Okay, so they'd had the vaccine and they carried higher amounts of a um, viral load, um, and they were likely going to be basically shedding that and transmitting that to patients, trans- transmitting that to basically anyone that they came in- into contact with. Um, and there was, a, there was a rebuttal. So the authors of the study came back and they said, Oh, um, we're, we aware that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has posted an article on, on his website. We'd like to clarify something. So I had a look at the rebuttal, um, and they basically pointed out that, um, there was a, there was a, there was like a discrepancy. Um, but the overall data did not necessarily, uh, like uh, disprove the 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 concept that the people who had the vaccine um were were very capable of spreading this to other people uh this kind of flies in the face of this idea that if you get a vaccine, then it means that you're going to be safe and that you're going to be um, protected not only against getting the virus, but also against transmitting it to others. Um, and we see that a lot of the mandates and the health passports and all of these other kinds of things that are being introduced are essentially based on that premise. Whereas what the data is starting to show, like we said, well, like we saw previously, the states that are having higher rates of vaccines are having high rates of COVID. What we're seeing in this, this study literally showed that the people who had the vaccine had massive amounts of COVID virus, which they were likely spreading, becoming absolute super spreaders and spreading them to everyone you know here, there and everywhere. So it's very much bizarre that, um, that there is data like this out coming out into the open and yet uh, and yet the health authorities and the governments and whatnot are still pushing forward. For these vaccine mandates vaccine health passports uh it would seem as though it has very little to do with science at this point
1: yeah exactly yeah i mean it just flies in the face of everything that vaccines are supposed to be doing and it's it's just so ridiculous that the pressure is still out there you know particularly the the peer pressure And everything like that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's still there's this this prevalent idea that, you know, if you don't get the vaccine, it's because you're selfish. And it's like, well, it kind of seems like the opposite at this point. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. if I get the vaccine, it means I'm selfish because I'm okay with spreading around being a super spreader. And uh, just because I want to be able to go to the movies or I want to be able to go sit in a restaurant or something like that. Maybe that's the, the maybe those are the selfish people, the ones who are actually getting the vaccine because they don't care about anybody else. They don't care that they're spreading the virus more than anyone. They don't care that they're a risk to the unvaccinated.
2: But that's, vaccines that's are spin. always safe and effective. So I don't think people go it's, beyond it's that first level of first level propaganda.
1: You can't really argue with that.
2: Nah.
0: Well, I think the concept of, of taking a vaccine and then becoming a super spreader or, you know, an internal kind of Uh, trash can for all this stuff to, you know, divide and replicate and change and Mm -hmm. become very varied and all this other kind of stuff and become worse. Um, That concept is, is entirely like it's, it's, it's a, it's a impossible concept to people for people to, to, to conceptualize. I think a lot of the time, since it's so absolutely in opposition from what they're told by the authorities the Mm -hmm. authorities will say the exact opposite of what seems to be playing out in real life. Like Mm -hmm. that's how crazy it actually is. It's like not even as if the vaccine doesn't work. You know, it's not just as if the vaccine doesn't work. If it was just that the vaccine didn't work like the flu vaccines, for instance, Mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, big deal. Big farmers just trying to make a bunch of money. But actually this is like 1000 times worse than that. It's Mm -hmm. not only that the vaccines don't work is the vaccines are very, very, very likely making the issue significantly more worse than it ever had to be. Mm -hmm. It's almost like there's a, you know, if you think of like a criminal mastermind, i don't know in, in one of the novels that you read or or, or a movie, you know, like a James James Bond Bond movie kind of, you know, the guy at the top of like the pyramid of all of the different criminal underworld kind of, yeah. You know, the kind of guy that I'm talking about. Well, it's like him coming up with his master plan. How could he make it as bad as it could possibly be? Well, that's what it seems like when you read some of this stuff, because it seems like it's not only that they got it wrong, they got it, they they produced something which did the exact opposite of everything that is intended intended to do.
2: Like if you were to look at this from a 30,000 foot view, as people say, like in that first CNN article that we went through, There was a note that uh, the workers in the hospital like when first COVID first came out, you know, they're saying that the hospitals are more full than then. So if you would look at this, I mean, any thinking person, I mean, if they look even really quickly at it, it would would seem like the vaccine is the pandemic, not the actual COVID. Yeah. Seems like people Got out of COVID just fine. But the vaccine is really the thing that's, you know, actually filling the ICUs and actually filling up the hospital rooms. Unlike when first COVID first came out, and there are all these reports of, you know, empty hospitals and nurses having time to do TikTok dances. We're <laughs> all the TikTok videos now, nurses. Yeah. You too busy now to dance.
0: <laughs> it's a really good point, right? And it seems as though it's it's played out so kind of in such a way that it's really difficult not to ascribe some kind of intent. You know, Mm -hmm. it's almost like these things were designed in a lab specifically for the purpose of producing a pandemic (laughs) or producing a lot worse effects than they were Mm -hmm. going to cure. You know, it's, it's, it's truly bizarre. um, Looking at how it's turned out. Uh, Again, is, is this the only piece of information that we have that lead us to believe things like this? Well, no. Uh, Aside from previous shows, Dr. McCullough recently dropped another bomb of an article. Um, It was on the 30th of August. It's no longer on his site, but it's now up on SOT.net. It's titled 60% of those older than 50 who die from COVID are double vaxxed. So this is he starts off this article uh, citing some of the uh, recent data from August um and i believe it's uh, public health england so it's pulled together from the nhs and various other kind of health health um yeah i guess authorities institutions in the in the uk um and what they've done is they've basically um uh they they say it's related to the covid delta uh, covid-19 delta variant they've looked at ho- hospital admissions and deaths So uh, there's a a very good, like, graphic. If you could get that up, Damien, that would be really useful. Uh, It's on the uh, 60% of those older than 50 who die from COVID article. And it's a little graph showing, um, well, first of all, we've got it showing the hospital admissions, and then below it's showing deaths. Now, on the death section, yeah, there we go. There we go. So, the second from the bottom, it shows that aged 50 and over, so people who are 50 years and over, 70% of people who take, who, who, who die in hospital, supposedly from the Delta variant, are vaccinated, have at least one dose. 61% of those have both doses, right? So, to see that data, Right, just to look at that in and of itself, one could reasonably assume that people who are over over 50 should not get the vaccine, right? Right. I mean, that's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. It's showing that the majority of people who are hospitalized are vaccinated. They're not unvaccinated. Now, okay, from the other perspective, someone might say, well, if you look at the age range, then it's entirely possible that because there's such a high vaccination rate among that age range in the UK that that might be the reason why you've got so many people who are being admitted into the hospital and who are dying or when they're double vaccinated. In the UK, something crazy, like 80% of over 50s or 70% of over 50s or over 60s are double vaccinated at this point. Yeah, But however, just looking at that data, I mean, clearly it shows that at least the vaccine doesn't work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right I mean that it, it, you can you can go so far as to say okay well maybe it's the vaccine which is actually causing them to die but in that case at least you could say that in the over 50s it's very likely that vaccines don't work. And we see this with a lot of data coming out about breakthrough infections saying well, actually, people aren't protected unless they've got three doses. It's not going to protect against this variant or this variant. And actually, you're more likely to get a breakthrough infection. Who knows? But overall, what we see from this graph just here is that it's uh, it's causing people who get the vaccine, they're not protected against the virus. That's for sure. That's yeah. what we know.
1: Well, it completely obliterates the whole narrative about uh, that it's a-, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You know, that's what they've been saying in the US for the, for, I don't know, I don't know who came up with that, but basically that's all you hear on TV. Oh, it Mm -hmm. is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's unvaccinated people who are being more hospitalized. It's unvaccinated people who are dying more. And just from this data alone, at least if you're over 50, that doesn't, that's, that's untrue. It's completely untrue. It's the exact opposite. This is a pandemic Mm -hmm. of the vaccinated. I mean, if you look at the hospitalization, like the hospital admissions, it's what, Seventy nine eighty-nine percent of those hospital admissions are people who have been vaccinated with at least one dose. Seventy for no. Sixty eight. I had that I had that backwards. Um seventy
0: four percent. Yeah, no no, so hospital admissions sixty eight percent above fifty. Have been yes, vaccinated. I was looking
1: at under 50. Sorry, I was looking at the under 50 ones there. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 uh, 68%. 68% are um, have had at least one dose. 58% yeah. with both doses, 10% with one dose. So yeah, it's yeah. like the, the idea that this is a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated is just patently ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Now, if you flip that into under 50... Well, then that raises different questions because you might say, well, okay, looking at this data, is it the case that over 50s should not get the vaccine, but under 50s, they should get the vaccine because it shows uh, 74% unvaccinated and 64% unvaccinated. So 64% of people who died under the age of 50 are unvaccinated and 74% of people who died under, uh, who were admitted into hospital under the age of 50 we're also unvaccinated, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Well, um, that raises a good question, but we would have to consult the data and have to consider what that actually means and how they are measuring up the data, first of all. Um, What I would say is is that historically, the NHS have fessed up. Not long ago, they fessed up about how they were counting COVID cases, how Mm -hmm. they were counting COVID deaths from the start, it was criminal how they dealt with this pandemic, particularly in the UK. Um, absolutely criminal in that oftentimes, one, you didn't even need to test positive. At a certain point, they, they were not even testing people. If someone just had the flu, then they would count that as a COVID death. That's the first thing, right? Or COVID case. Then um, they, you know, they would test. If someone tested positive within a certain period of time, whether the uh, the death was due to COVID or was not due to COVID, it didn't matter. You know, if someone broke their leg and they were hospitalized and yet they had COVID, they would be counted as a COVID case in hospital. If someone died of a heart attack, if someone died of some other long-term health condition, and yet they tested positive with COVID, whether they had the symptoms or not, they would be classed as a COVID positive case. They would be classed as a COVID positive death, right? So, We don't actually know how they are measuring it that that in the moment, right? They did come out not long ago and say, "Oh, okay, we're going to start counting COVID cases based on actually their symptoms as well." So, you know, we're 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 actually going to look as to whether they've been hospitalised because of COVID, um, and see whether like they can actually be classed as COVID. We weren't doing that before, but now we're going to do that. So that's one kind of iffy thing about this. We don't know how they're counting that, so we don't know how they've come to this data. Secondly, what we also know, or what it seems to be the case from the research, is that people who have the vaccine are fairly capable of transmitting something to other people. That's for sure, okay? And what we it seems to be the case is that people who are younger have stronger reactions to um spike protein in the body okay so whether that is a vaccine there's many an individual who are young in their early 20s having adverse side effects from coming into contact with people who are vaccinated you know there's thousands of testimonials of young girls for instance Mm -hmm. who you know uh go see their grandparents and all of a sudden lose their period for two months right that's 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 well documented there's lots of people this kind of thing is 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 happening to so we don't actually know um you know like how many of these people are actually dying of COVID and what they're hospitalized for what we do know is statistically over the past 16 months is that COVID generally does not kill anyone over the age of 50 but it, it, statistically it doesn't if you're under the age of 50 i mean the chances are like not point in the, it's like below 1% right mm-hmm. so the chances are that 64% of deaths in you know under under the age of 50 being due to covid-19 delta variant i mean it's massively fishy yeah. it's it's completely unrealistic because it does not at all mixing with any of the data that we have about COVID up until this point. So they've got to be fudging the data in some way. That's, that's my opinion on it. There's another way. They certainly are. Yeah.
2: There's another way that they might be fudging it as
0: well.
1: Um, And that's just in determining whether or not the person has COVID or not. Um, I don't know. I mean, these, the, the, the graph we're looking at is from England, but the CDC actually um, lowered the CT, uh, like the cycles that the uh, they were doing for the PCR test for vaccinated mm-hmm. people to see if they mm-hmm. had. So you remember there was a big controversy before uh, the vaccine where they were doing these PCR tests and using 40 cycles um, yeah. within the PCR test to determine whether or not uh, the person had the presence of the spike protein. Um, that's like, you know... Th- astronomical number of false positives would come about from that well after the vaccine came out they the cdc actually had them lower it to 28 cycles but only for people who had had the covid jab so in other words yeah. you've got this policy that is designed to inflate one number and minimize another um it's it's like so if, if the UK is doing the same thing, and I don't, I don't really think that we have much of a reason to believe that they're not. Um, I imagine these guys are all using the same kind of methods. Um, it means that some of those people who they're calling unvaccinated deaths aren't even dying of COVID. Well, I mean, yeah. that seems obvious, right? But this might be one way that they're actually uh, fudging things. You know, it's like a person came in when they, ha- they, they, they had a heart attack or something like that, and they end up dying. It's like they give them a COVID test, running at the 40 cycles, get a false positive, and say, oh, yeah, they died of COVID.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, they're also not specifically testing all of these people for the Delta variant. No. Because the PCR test doesn't even specifically test for the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, they take a sampling of these test results and they take it somewhere and do another special test that allegedly can determine if they have the Delta variant. Uh, other than that, they're just estimations.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So they're saying these people have Delta and there's really no confirmation of any of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, really a lot of it is just pure speculation at this point, guesswork. Uh I mean, further on down the article is interesting because it kind of reinforces what we've been talking about looking at some recent Israeli data, which we're going to speak about shortly. Um, They, I mean, McCullough emphasizes, isn't McCullough, maybe it's uh, the Federalist, Um, but it's, fairly well recognized it seems to be well recognized among scientists who who are following the the medical data uh that israel is one of the best um kind of most accurate uh, places to get covid vaccine data from uh for a couple of reasons because they first of all they were one of the first countries to introduce the mrna vaccines they are full mRNA, so there's no other vaccine available. They've got one of the highest number of fully vaccinated individuals. They did it very early on. They have a system of healthcare which is quite unique in the, the way that it tracks individual health outcomes, symptoms, diagnoses, testing, and things. Apparently, there's, there's various reasons why... Israel is, is really, uh, it's referred to as a model. It's actually, a, I mean, one of the scientists specifically refers to it as a working experimental lab for us to learn from. Mm. Okay, So due to its, the, the various factors that have, that have come about over the past year, Israel is where many of the scientists are looking to see the efficacy of something like this vaccine. Now what they've shown in a recent study was that people who had received the covid jab were 6.72 times more likely to get infected than people who had natural immunity okay so there's this battle between you know scientists physicians who are saying well we need to continue uh, with booster vaccines because natural immunity fades because the immune, there's this idea that the antibody response starts to become reduced after a certain period of time. I mean, that's perfectly normal for any kind of infection. Uh, There's no reason why that shouldn't apply to any virus, particularly COVID, but they're saying um, probably because they're in the pocket to big pharma, I don't know, but, uh, but they're basically saying that you need to have a booster and the natural immunity is not sufficient. Okay. On the other hand, you've got people who are saying, well, no, natural immunity will always be superior. We need to aim for natural immunity, which is what many of the governments and the the health authorities were originally saying, such as the UK, before all of this lockdown nonsense. So uh, basically, you've got these kind of uh, two schools of thought here, right? And it would seem as though the data is suggesting the obvious, which everyone could have probably guessed, that people who have natural immunity to covid are by and large massively more protected against reinfection with the virus than people who have received a vaccine. Like it's it's not a hard thing to conceptualise. If your immune if your immune system naturally develops protection against the virus, that is going to be superior to artificial protection via an artificial means, which is not full protection. Like we've spoken about previously with the leaky vaccines. Um, yeah. So basically what this is showing is that, um, is that the people who have had the vaccine, they're more likely to get breakthrough cases. Uh, there have been several data come out over the past like six months showing that oftentimes people who get the vaccine are more likely to um, be uh, put in hospital, uh, more likely to die, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily new, but it is considered groundbreaking data because of how accurate it is in, time, in, in terms of uh, that it's coming from Israel. Um, and that it's demonstrating that really uh, in people who are over 50 years old, then the COVID vaccine, its efficiency is, is really not as good as they originally thought. thought.
1: Yeah. And this uh, is really in contrast to the U.S., Where the cdc has actually stopped um tracking breakthrough cases they just stopped they're just kind of like nah we don't this this data is probably not very important we're just gonna (laughs) stop stop tracking these breakthrough cases it's like why would they do that why would they do that i mean the only reason is because they're trying to hide something
0: yeah because there's now there's no way to be able to tell how effective the vaccine is right all they're doing is comparing it against um, uh, like unvaccinated people, then they, they, there's, there's no way that they can tell whether the vaccine stops people getting getting the infection. I mean, I think you've got to be absolutely, you know, plank of wood stupid, or that's an intentional thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's an intentional thing. It, clearly, they don't want people being able to see how effective or non-effective the vaccine is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the only reason for it. You know, it didn't it like it wasn't hurting them to collect that data. Like, you know, what they were afraid they're going to, you know, run out of ink in their pen or something like that. They decided they had to stop recording that data. We got to save our ink, guys. Stop yeah. recording that data.
2: Toner is expensive.
1: Yeah, that's must be what it is. Toner is expensive. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um So, it's uh, kind of odd. It's a mess. It's very odd. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah. This study from Israel, I mean, Rand Paul, to Rand Paul, he posted on Twitter about it. He said, this is one reason why vaccine mandates and passports are wrong. Having SARS-CoV-2 once confers much greater immunity than a vaccine. But no infection parties, please. Uh, so I'd be really interested to see or to know how many people have actually come into contact with this virus and already have immunity against it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? That's a very good question. Like,
0: because we don't even know how long the vaccine, how, how long the virus has been around. It's very likely that this thing was floating around in, in 2019. So it's entirely possible that, you know, get, get, probably the large majority of human beings at this point have come into contact with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a very good likelihood that most of us are immune to it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And that people get inf- infected with something and get seriously ill or seriously sick. Um, in the context of severe immunosuppression, when they have a vaccine, perhaps a vaccine is somehow giving them something like who knows, like we don't know, but either way, it seems at this point as though one, the vaccine does not prevent infection Two, the vaccine can increase the severity of the infection. It can increase your likelihood of being hospitalized by the infection and it can increase the risk that you spread it to other people. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, I mean, why Anyone in their right mind would choose to have this vaccine is beyond me. Uh, now, of course, in real life, we know why people are forced to get the vaccine. We know why people are choosing to get the vaccine, likely because they're being mandated or they're having it forced upon them by their worker, by their, by their employers, um, by the governments. Of course, we're seeing that. What I mean is, is uh, the vaccine doesn't seem to work very well. And it seems to have the opposite of the intended effect.
1: Yeah. It's because they're not watching this show. That's what the problem is. There's an epidemic it's hard of to people fight there. A,
2: yeah. 24 hour onslaught of propaganda where they repeat and repeat and repeat the same lies over and over again. And if you're not one to do your own research and you just rely on the news, what other conclusion are you going to draw? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh like I said they're not watching this show. It's an epidemic yeah. of people who are having objective health uh deficiency.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably a good way of looking at it. <laughs> people need more objective health in their life.
1: That's exactly to- it. To
0: stay healthy.
1: Yeah. It is the medicine.
0: <laughs> it's the <laughs> Uh okay, right anyone got anything to add did we miss anything or shall we call it a day today
1: i think we've been going long yeah let's call it okay. a okay
0: excellent right well thank you for our listeners for tuning in make sure to tune in next week for another show Um, like and subscribe to our page and share it if you found it helpful or useful thanks to my co-host thanks to damien this is elliot from objective health checking off see you next week
1: bye guys